Welcome to the Near Church Podcast. This week's message starts now. All right, let's get into the Word today. We're going to go to the Old Testament, to the book of Zephaniah, chapter 3. Zephaniah. Now, if you have a physical Bible in the house, lift it up high. Let me see it. Yeah, there we go. I see some physicals in the room. How many of you charged it before you came? And maybe you're just glad it's on the screen. I think this joke is old and we're going to retire it after today. Amen. (laughs) Zephaniah chapter 3, verse 14. This is how we're going to end our year. This is the Lord speaking to Israel, but he's also speaking to us today through Zephaniah. Sing, O daughter of Zion. Shout aloud, O Israel. Be glad and rejoice with all your heart, O daughter of Jerusalem. Verse 15. For the Lord will remove his hand of judgment and will disperse the armies of your enemy. And the Lord him, there's already dispersing going on over there right now, y'all here? And the Lord himself, somebody say himself, the king of Israel will live among you. And at last your troubles will be over and you will never again fear disaster. Verse 16, on that day, The announcement to Jerusalem will be, cheer up Zion, don't be afraid. And here's where I want to take my text from today. For the Lord your God is living among you. He's a mighty savior and he will take delight in you with gladness. With his, somebody shout this word. Oh, let's do it again. With his, he will calm all your fears. He will rejoice over you with joyful songs, with singing. I want to end our year with the subject today, the fiery love of God. The fiery love of God. Father, thank you. That's all we can say today. Thank you. Thank you for all you've done. Thank you for what you're doing in this moment today. We do not take it for granted. God, we will not stand by and watch your presence move and not get in it. Father, today we pray that your word would go deep in our hearts, that you would change us from the inside out, that we may experience everything you have for us, not only today, but in 2024 and beyond. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody shouts, amen. Amen. You may be seated, but on your way down, just touch a couple people and say, the fiery love of God, the fiery love of God. The fiery love of God. I'm going to do my best to teach today because our family was under the weather for the last two weeks. I don't know if I really had the voice in me, but I believe God has something for us today in this text. As we come into alignment with the Father, something that I've had to learn over and over and over, maybe you have too, is how deep, how wide, how vast, how important the love of God is. And I think for many of us in the body of Christ, we have missed out on a true understanding of the love of God. God doesn't just love me. The Bible says in 1 John that God is love. It's who he is. He can't help but love me. He can't help but pour his affection out on me. Now, in order to really understand this, we have to go all the way back. Somebody say all the way back. 
into Genesis. To truly understand the relationship that God wanted with his people, we have to go back to Eden. Now, the Bible says, and maybe you've heard me teach this before, but it's important for us to understand, get in our hearts, and understand the systematic way that God is thinking in his kingdom. The Bible says that he walked with them in the, in the cool of the day, in the Garden of Eden. Y'all had to answer right, just had to put them together. <laughs> He walked with them in the cool of the day. A better translation of that in the Hebrew is in the wind of heaven. God wanted you and I to walk in dominion in his kingdom with him, in relationship with him. Not a God that's sitting on the throne far away that we don't have access to. The Bible says that when Jesus said, it is finished, the veil in the temple which represented the holy of holies, the place that separated you and I from God because of our sin. When Jesus said, it is finished, it was rent from top to bottom, signifying that you and I now have access to the presence of the living God. It's what we've been feeling and experiencing this morning. The presence of a living God. I know the times are crazy. I know market economy, all those things is crazy. Grocery bills are crazy. But can I tell you today, the thing that has remained constant throughout all of it is that his presence is real. Come on, somebody. We serve a living God. Come on, where you at today? We serve a living God who desires relationship with me. With me. Point to yourself and say, with me, with me. Because it's easy to look at someone like a pastor and say, oh yeah, God wants a relationship with him. He wants to talk with him. He wants to meet with him. He wants to meet with you as much as he wants to meet with me. And when Jesus said, it is finished, we were given access to the Father. We were given access to the Holy of Holies. To God himself, how powerful this is, that I don't need a middleman in order to get to God. Now, we, we say all day long that we don't believe that, but in reality, we do in our thinking. Because we believe that it's by our works that we get closer to God. It's not by works. The Bible says that any man should be able to boast of himself. It's not what I do. It's who I am in him. Hebrews chapter four. We have a realm of rest because Jesus already did it. The finished work of Calvary. Everything that God is doing in my life, catch this this morning, it's not coming It's not that he needs to do it. It's already done. It's already done in eternity. Everything that God is doing in my life is already done. Hear me today. It's already done. Some of y'all are believing for stuff. You're asking God for stuff and you're just begging him. Have you ever been there? Like God, will you please just do this? He's like, I've already done it. Now just rest in the realm that I have prepared for you 
and wait for my timing. We don't need a middleman. I can get to God myself. I know when I was younger, a lot of people, especially teenagers, you with me this morning, would come to church and, and just come in the altar and wait for the preacher to give them a word. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Like, I just need a word from God. And I, I believe in all that. But I, I need a prophetic word. Otherwise, I'm just going to fall apart. Boo-boo, get a prophetic word yourself. Come on, somebody. I don't need a middleman. I have access to him myself. I have access. Somebody say that this morning. Say, I have access to him myself. Me. You. You have access. And there's nothing you can do to earn it. Come on, somebody. There's nothing you can do to earn it. It is given because of position. What's the position, Pastor Andrew? The position is, for God so loved the world, as we're talking about his fiery love this morning, that he gave his only begotten son that you and I might be given access unto himself. When I come into relationship with Jesus, I have everything I need. I have everything I need. I don't have to wait for more of it. I have every single thing I need right then and there through the spirit of the living God, through his love, through his grace, through his power, through his spirit. I have been given access to everything that I need. And so now we see that God is wanting to take us deeper in this love for us to understand who he really is. Because often the problem isn't that God isn't doing what we need him to do. It's we don't truly understand him yet. Did you hear me? So often it's not God, I, I, I need you to do this. I need you to do that. We must learn who he is and why he's doing what he's doing. Because I've learned that God's no is as powerful as his yes. Yep, that's right. That's right. Come on. I've learned that his no is as powerful as his yes. I've learned that the valley is as powerful as the mountain. Come on, somebody. I've learned that the cut is as, as powerful as the healing sometimes. We have to understand who he is. And so here in our text today, we see it's Israel's same old pattern. Don't you love patterns? Israel's same old pattern. We love you, God. You're so good. You bless us. You're wonderful. We sing your praises. We write songs about you. We build temples for you. Hold up. What's that idol over there? Ooh, what's that over there? And they fall into rebellion. They fall into sin. They fall into the trap of the enemy. And they love worshiping other idols, and they love serving Baal, and they love serving Molech, and with all of this stuff, all of these Old Testament gods. And they fall into the same old pattern of rebellion. And then, oh, wait, this isn't as good as I thought it would be. 
Have you ever gotten in a pattern of sin and realized that? This isn't as good as I thought it was going to be. Come on, because sin will take you further than you ever wanted to go and keep you longer than you ever wanted to stay. Come on. It'll fascinate you, then assassinate you. It looks good on paper. It looks good when the devil puts it in front of you. But man, once you're in it, it don't look as good. You mean I'm going to lose everything? You mean the affair wasn't just a good feeling? I'm going to lose everything? Come on, somebody. Sin will take you to a place that you never even dreamed you would be. And so Israel has fallen into the same pattern. And we could be so holy and put our noses up and say, I would never do that. Yet we all have our patterns. Look at your neighbor and say, we all have our patterns. Come on. Yeah, I feel called out right now. We all have our patterns. Every single one of us have a pattern that takes us away from the heart of the Father. Every single one of us. Now, it may not be something crazy. Because I know how it is. You sit in that seat because I've, I've, I've been where you are. And you think, man, I don't cuss. I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't do this. I don't do that. And you just feel so holy. Yet we all have patterns that pull us away naturally. Naturally. From the heart of the Father. That's the beauty of sacred season. It puts my heart back in check. Come on. It brings my heart back into check. And so today in our text, we're seeing Israel's old pattern where they fall into rebellion. They fall into the same old lifestyle. They fall into the same old mess. Maybe they had goals on December 31st of 2022 and said in 2023, this is going to be my year. It's going to be my year. 2020 was the year of clear vision. It's going to be my year. And then COVID hit. Come on. It wasn't anybody's year. And 2021 wasn't anybody's year either. Come on, somebody testify in the room today. 2020, oh man, that was a, a rough year. But 2023 is going to be my year. And they have all these goals. How many of you have goals? Yeah. There's nothing wrong with having goals. Nothing wrong with having dreams and visions. But it's funny how naturally we're, we're pulled away from the thing God has called us to. Our heart naturally gravitates to the things of this world and the things that we want to do. It's the pattern. Somebody say, it's the pattern. Are you still with me this morning? And so Israel's pulled back into this pattern. But I love the heart of the Father that is revealed in Zephaniah chapter 3. Let's go back through this text today. And there's something powerful in this that I want to give you that God gave me this week. Sing, O daughter of Zion. This is after their rebellion. God says, I love you enough. We're talking about the love of God this morning. I love you enough that I refuse to leave you the way you are right now. I know you're in rebellion. 
I know you're in sin. I know you're in despair. I know you're in struggle, but I refuse to leave you where you are. Aren't you glad we have a father that says that today? That no matter what you did in 2023, no matter what you're experiencing right now, no matter what heartache, what situation, what pain, what cut, what person left you, no matter what it is you're going through, God says, I love you enough not to leave you there. Come on. And I don't have to step into a new year in order to see the fulfillment of God's plan over my life. Because I came to tell somebody today that no matter what you're in right now, the rebellion you've been in, God says, I am willing to turn it around. I'm willing to turn your sorrow into joy. I'm willing to turn the pain into healing. Man, I feel like preaching today. I'm willing to turn this thing around. Give them some praise right there. I'm willing... Because my love for you. Now, if it were up to us and we were trying to turn ourselves from sin, a lot of us would probably be real harsh. (laughs) Come on, where's everybody out of the room today? Be honest. Come on, quit being stupid. Quit sinning. Man, you're just being such a fool. Does nobody else talk to themselves like that, like I do? Yeah, just me. All right, that's fine. Man, you did it again. Mm-hmm. Fell short again. Yeah. We're impatient with your kids. Uh, again. Yelled at your kids. Again. Come on, somebody. But the Bible tells us in Romans. That it's not the heavy hand of God that leads us to true change. It's his kindness that leads us to repentance. Uh Uh-oh. We love that word. No, we don't. You mean I have to change? Yes. But it's not the heavy hand of God that leads me to change but his love and his kindness. And so here we see the kindness of the father leading Israel, leading you and I into true, catch this, beloved identity. Understanding who we really are. Because listen, I've never met a single person that if they knew who they were, they really know who they are, would mess with any of the stuff they used to mess with. Come on, come on. When you know who you are in him, baby, you won't care what they say. You won't care what they do because you have found such rest in who you are in him. Are you with me this morning? Yeah. And so it's his kindness That's leading Israel. So let's read this together. Sing, O daughter of Zion, shout aloud, O Israel. It's like the Lord is poking at Israel and saying, wake up. Wake up. Poke your neighbor and say, wake up. Why are you in this despair? Don't you understand who you are? 
It is so easy to sit in depression because of what is going on around us with what we can control and what we can't control. And it's easy to sit here and say, it's never going to change. But God says, because look at how many times he's telling us to have joy in this one verse. Sing. You can't sing without having joy. Come on. I'm not talking about the blues. The woulda, coulda, shouldas. I'm not talking about sad ballads. No. I'm talking about the joy of the Lord. Look, can we have a little experiment here? If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. If you're, everyone smiled instantly. Everyone. Some of y'all never smiled like that in church before until that moment. Looked like you've been sucking on a lemon before you came here. Come on, somebody. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You smiled. Why? Because singing brings joy. That wasn't even a song about Jesus. Come on, somebody. He says, sing, O daughter of Zion, and then shout aloud. Get up. Don't stay where you are. Sing, shout aloud, be glad, and rejoice. We are getting this reminder from the Father, and then look what he says two times in the text. Oh, daughter. Oh, oh, daughter of Zion. He's reminding her who she is, not what she's doing, not the mess that she's caught up in. He's reminding her who she really is. You're not your mistake. Come on, somebody. You are not the mess of 2023. You're not the mess that you've been going in. Oh, daughter of Zion, sing, shout aloud, be glad and rejoice. I'm going to pull you out of this thing with my love. Come on, give him some praise right there if you're glad. He's reminding her who she is. You are not the wayward child in the previous part of the text. Oh, daughter of Zion. Oh, daughter of Jerusalem. Be glad and rejoice. And then we go to verse 15. Is this helping you this morning? For the the Lord will remove his hand of judgment. Please don't mistake the love of God for the fact that he will bring judgment on my life. The judgment of God is real. If I refuse to submit to the ways of the Father, there will be judgment on my life. And I love you enough to tell you that. There's a reason that everything in some people's lives never works out. And it's because they refuse to submit to the hand of God. Preach, Pastor Andrew. They refuse to submit and they are going against the current. But he says that if you'll submit to me, I'll remove my hand of judgment and will disperse your enemies. I'm going to disperse your enemies. I'm going to throw them out. Man, wouldn't that feel good? If you went home today and all your enemies were dispersed, 
I don't even know what that looks like for you. Maybe that means all the creditors aren't showing up anymore. Maybe that means that so-and-so isn't texting you anymore. I don't know what it is. But all my enemies dispersed. Why is he doing this? Because of his love. Because he wants relationship. Because then look at what it says. The Lord himself, the king of Israel, will live among you. The goal is always relationship. I'm coming to live among you. May near church be a place in 2024 that is known in Bowling Green as a place, a people where the Lord himself lives among. Come on, somebody. I hope they show up here because they've heard this is a place that the Lord lives. This is my goal for 2024. What's your goal, Pastor Andrew? I want to live with the Lord. All of the goals, who cares? I want to write some things this year. If it don't happen and I live with the Lord, great. Some of y'all want to be debt-free. That's a great goal. I'm with you. But settle for just living with the Lord. This must be our goal. And the Lord himself will live among you, and at last your troubles will be over. Now, time out. Because some of you all read that and were like, oh, thank God. Never have to face anything again. No, 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 no. This is not trials. This is not things we go through. These are the troubles that are brought on by our own rebellion. At last, because of my submission to his love, my troubles are over. And I don't have to fear disaster anymore. Because when you are not in alignment with the Father, it's funny how we're always waiting for things to go sideways. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Like just any day now. I'm not wearing a watch today, but man, any day now. This time, I know it's coming up. God's been so good to me, but I know one of these days it's going to catch up with me. You will never again have to fear disaster. And then we go to verse 16. On that day, the announcement to Jerusalem will be, look at this, again, again, the Lord is saying, cheer up, Zion. Don't be afraid. Get your hopes up. Can I tell somebody that for 2024? Get your hopes up. Get your faith up. Get your head up. I don't know what has caused you to want to walk around like Charlie Brown. Come on, somebody. When he gets the rock on Halloween, come on, somebody. I don't know what has caused you to hang your head down, but today the Lord says to you, cheer up. Get your head up. Get your faith up because I'm for you, not against you. I'm with you. Don't be where you at today near church. I need a little help today. Get your head up. Get your praise up. Don't walk around defeated. I am not a victim. I am more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. If you believe it, give him a shout of praise in the room today. 
cheer up, Zion. This is time number five that he tells us in this text to cheer up and don't be afraid. Because here's where we're getting to today. Verse 17. I pray this is helping you like it helped me this week. For the Lord your God is living among you. Praise God. Praise God we have a Savior that's with me. I'm not in this thing alone. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil because the Lord is living among me. I may be in a cancer ward, but he's living among me. I may be going through divorce and sorrows and pain and sickness and troubles and trials and valleys and death and sorrow, but the Lord is living among me. He's living among us. He is a mighty savior. I don't know what it is in 2023 that has needed redeeming, but he is still in the redemption business. Did you hear me today? He is still in the redemption business. He is a mighty savior. His saving didn't stop on the cross 2,000 years ago. He's still saving today. And I look at our city and I see the great need. And all I can pray is, God, you're a mighty savior. I can't save this city, but you can. Come on, somebody. You're a mighty savior. And whatever it is in your life today that needs redeeming, he is still a mighty savior who still walks in and turns situations around. Man, I wish I could preach this like I feel it. He still comes into the worst possible scenarios and saves it with his mighty hand. He takes delight in you. Point to yourself today. In you with gladness. Now, we have trouble with scriptures like this. Especially men. Because this feels feminine. Come on, men. Are we being honest in the room today? No? Okay, cool. <laughs> he takes delight in me. Okay, that's weird, Jesus. <laughs> Y'all ever heard that song? It's one of Carrie Job's old songs. I want to sit at your feet, drink from the cup in your hand. Yeah. That's a weird song for men, y'all. It's great. Don't get me wrong. If you like it, please don't be offended. It's weird. It makes me cringe a little bit. I don't want to lay at the feet of Jesus and drink from the cup in his hand. That just sounds... Come on, somebody. We struggle with scriptures like this. You, you mean he takes delight... In me? There's no way. There's no way. I've read scriptures like this and thought, that's not for me. That's for everybody else. He takes the, no. If he knew who I was, there was no way he could take delight in me. If he knew what I thought yesterday about so-and-so, come on, somebody. If he knew what I did 20 years ago, if he knew that I came to church today and was just really going through the motions because somebody 
pressured me into coming. Just want to sleep in today. I feel that in Jesus' name. Come on. If, if he knew, he, he, he delight in me. There's no way. But he says he, to, he takes delight in you. Now, I could totally see, okay, the Lord takes delight in me because he has to. Because he's God. And you told us, Pastor Andrew, he's love. So he has to take delight in me. But look at what it says. He takes delight in me, not grudgingly. Not forcibly, not because he has to, but with gladness. The Lord comes and lives among us and redeems everything unredeemable in our lives and takes delight in me with gladness. Now, this feels so strange. Because I thought I was the one that was supposed to come in a relationship with him. And I was the one that had to work my way to God. And I'm the one that had to be doing the delighting and getting everything right and singing the right song and being anointed and all of that. No, God says, I delight in you. In you. I want relationship with you. Can I tell somebody something today? I pray this frees you. God loves how weird you are. (laughs) There's some weird ones. Come on, somebody. Not today. We're not weird in your church, right? Yeah, we're all a little weird, right? He loves how you are. He made you that way. He made you that way. Your weird quirks. I just think God probably sits back and laughs. He's like, man, she's so awesome. (laughs) I just love it. I delight in you. I delight in you. And here's what hit me so hard this week. I could not get past this. With his love, he'll calm all your fears. The fiery love of God. Now, you could read that, and that alone is so powerful. We could just read that, move on, and we could say we've experienced the word of the Lord, and it has changed our lives. But I love going deeper in his word. Can can we go a little deep for just a second? I'm almost finished. With his love, he will calm all your fears. Somebody say that with me. Say, with his love. Come on, say it. He will calm all of your fears. fears. Now, just on the surface, to calm our fears in the Hebrew, in the original translation, means to silence. Aren't you glad for a God that silences your fears with his love? The fiery love of God that comes in in every situation and silences my fears. Every single one of them. It also means to be deaf to my fears. Meaning they are so insignificant, I refuse to even hear them with my ears. His love is so powerful that it causes us to have deaf ears 
to the fears that the enemy is trying to use in our lives. This is so powerful. But if we go a layer deeper, it means to be deaf, to, to be silent, to put to silence. But it also means to cut into and to inscribe. The love of God will come in your life, catch this today, and will mark you. Did you hear me? The love of God, yes, he's coming and living among us. He's redeeming everything because he's a mighty savior. He takes delight in me with gladness. Man, this is so awesome. I don't have to get my stuff together in order for God to love me. But baby, he's not going to leave you the same way you came in. With his love, he will inscribe you. And he will mark you. He will mark you with his love. Because remember what I said in Romans, it's his kindness that leads us to what? Repentance, true change, systematic changes, right? So it's with his love, with his kindness, with his grace that he calms my fears He puts everything that the enemy has said in my ear, everything that the enemy has told me, he puts it to silence because he's marking me and giving me new identity. Hear me today. Can I say it again? It's with his love that he is putting all of my fears to silence. I I don't know what they said over you. I don't know what kind of identity they spoke over you. I don't know what kind of words they used to describe you when you were a child. But today, the fiery love of God is putting every single word that the enemy has said over you. Come on, somebody. To silence. Everything he said over you. You are not stupid. You are not dumb. You are not less than. You are not what they said. You will not repeat your mother and father's mistakes. You will not be the same thing that every person in your family has been. I feel freedom in the room today because the Lord says with my love, I'm marking my people to be exactly who I've made them to be. The fiery love of God is going to cleanse and squelch every single word of the enemy. Now, if you're glad for it, can we just take a moment and give him some praise? With his love, he's marking me. You can't be in the love of God without being affected by it. You will leave with a mark. Jacob, you will leave with a mark. You will wrestle with the Lord and you will walk with your hip out of socket for the rest of your days. Because when I encounter his love, I will never be the same. With his love, he's marking me. And today, as you've been in his place and in his presence, I feel such a strong anointing today. He didn't just come here 
for you to feel something. Church, we must get beyond that. We must get beyond needing the emotional high of his presence. That's not why he shows up. He shows up to mark me for all eternity with his love. And to bring me into beloved identity. To bring me into union with Christ. So today when you came, I don't just come to church to hear a good message and feel better about myself and to sing a couple of songs. And I don't just come to church because it's my religious duty. No, I've come to be marked by the one that saved me. He says, I take delight in you. And with my love, I'm silencing all of your fears. And I rejoice over you with singing. So many times, it's us doing the singing. We're singing worship to the God who deserves it, who's worthy, who's holy, who's mighty. But he says, in this moment here, you're not going to sing to me. I'm going to sing over you. What songs of healing and redemption have we missed out on from the Lord? I don't mean songs that are going to blow up and become ones that every church in America sings. That's not what I'm talking about. What songs have we missed out on the Lord singing over us because we don't really believe that he delights in us? And deep down, Joe, we don't really believe he loves us. 2024, we're going to go deep in doctrine. I feel that. I feel a pull to solid teaching. I love revelatory words. I love all of that. But we need doctrine in the church. Because if we don't believe that he loves us, our doctrine's wrong. If we believe that he's against us, our doctrine's wrong. But he says, I'm for you. I delight in you. And I love you with an everlasting love. Jordan, if you'll come. Today, I pray as we are ending this year, you will have a better understanding going into 2024 who you really are. Because here's the thing. Every situation that the enemy has thrown at you this year, it, the Bible says it's to steal, kill, and destroy. Why? Why does the enemy want to steal, kill, and destroy? Because he wants to pull you out of who you really are in him. The enemy wants you to doubt your identity when you are fully at rest in Jesus. 
there was a moment to be transparent that I just got so frustrated with how the church was going. And I would stand up here and worship would be going and it's so powerful and the presence of God was here. And I would be so frustrated on the front row. I would think, man, we're trying so hard and we're doing so much. We've put all this time, effort. Nobody truly knows the effort we put into this. And 20 people show up. I feel like a failure. And the Lord had to steady my heart. First of all, you are not what you do. It's not the works. It's his grace that saves us. And it's his grace that sustains us. So guess what? If near church never grows beyond what it is right now, he takes delight in me the same way as if it grew to 30,000 people. And God had to tell me that on a Sunday morning. Chill out, Andrew. Here's what the Lord has said to me every Sunday since. Rest in what I'm doing. Because if you understand who you are in him, there will be such peace for the journey. I feel the presence of God so strong. There will be such rest. It does not mean things will be perfect. Oh, it just means that I can sleep in the storm like Jesus did. Hey listener, thanks for tuning in to the Near Church Podcast. You can give online, fill out a virtual connection card, plan your visit, and more by texting the words Near Church to 94000 or by visiting us online at www.nearchurch.co.